enjoy this episode of Tales from the Potting Bench, then why not rate, subscribe and review or share with a friend. Adam, and welcome to Tales from the Potting Bench, a brand new gardening podcast where you'll hear tales and stories from the most interesting and different people from the world of both indoor and outdoor gardening. In this episode, I spoke to Mike Palmer, otherwise known as Mike the Gardener, on Instagram. We discussed Mike's beginnings in the garden world and how he ended up where he is today with his own podcast. I hope you enjoy listening. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to episode two of Tales from the Potting Bench. Uh, this is episode two um, with Mike the Gardener. Hopefully most of you, if not all of you, already follow Mike and have seen what he's about. He is a uh, podcaster, um, he is a garden designer, he is an all-round plantsman, I would say. So hopefully you all you all follow him already. I'm just waiting for him to join the live and then I will uh, I'll invite him on. There we go. Let me just accept Mike's request. Hey! Hi. So thank you very much for joining. There's lots and lots of people on tonight. I don't know if you can see everyone coming on at the bottom. Lots of your followers as well, which is, which is very welcome. Um, lots and lots of people. I can see Val, so many people. So thank you for joining me. Um, like Thank you, you for asking of, me. No, that's, you were one of the first people that I thought of. And it's been really, really nice to have the first two people who are also kind of podcast makers. So Shannon makes a successful podcast. Yours um, has just kind of skyrocketed this week, hasn't it? But I think what I'd like to do is leave that to the end as a bit of a, a, bit of a teaser. And we can talk about your latest episode a bit later, Absolutely. if that's all right with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in your hands. It's nice to be sat in the other chair tonight. Well, I was going to say that. It's strange you're on the other side, aren't you? It's really strange because you get used to sitting here. I get used to having my questions. I know where I want to go with it. And I've got got no control. I'm just a control freak, Adam. Yeah, well, I know. We all all have to uh, let go sometimes, I suppose, don't we? Mm. Yes, (laughs) we do, yeah. So I think there's going to be a really good kind of bunch of people watching tonight that some maybe my followers that might not follow you yet, but hopefully will follow you after this that might not know your journey or where you've kind of come from. So do you want to kind of explain how you've got to got into the gardening world, first of all, and and where your journey started? Yeah, well... Uh, we've used the J word quite quickly tonight, haven't we? Journey. Yeah. Um, my journey started when I was six or seven years old. My parents were just the best gardeners ever. And I remember being in our garden, our family garden, when I was six or seven years old. They had superstar roses down either side of the garden. And at the end of the garden, just by the shed, there was a small bit of land that just wasn't being I'm gonna say land it was like two meters by three meters and I remember saying to my mum can I make my own garden in that little square of earth Um, and that was it really I just loved making gardens I loved my plants from a really early age Uh, so the seed was sown (laughs) excuse Uh. the pun Um, but then as time went on you grow up, you go to work, 
uh, I got myself a job, but gardening was always, always there. And then one day I was sat in the office and I just thought, I, I can't and I won't do this for the rest of my days. So I got myself qualified, studied with the RHS, got to level three, which is, it was for me really. I, I just yeah. wanted to know as much about it as I possibly could. And uh, that was it. I, I uh, went out then part-time in the afternoons. I was going into the office in the mornings, going out in the afternoon, gardening, designing gardens. Uh, and that was it. That was, um, I was there. I love it. And, and I still do. I absolutely love it. So with that little plot of land that you had, what did you, what were your kind of visions at that early age? What did you want to do? With, <laughs> did you have an idea of what you wanted to do with it? Or were you just happy yeah, to I mean, it, it wasn't Chelsea Main Avenue, <laughs> um, nor was it Ranella Gardens. It was just my own little plot. I laid some turf. I had some borders around the outside. Uh, there was an existing rhododendron in one corner. And I just planted it. I just put daffodils, lots of bulbs in. I had some roses because my parents loved roses. And uh, I just crammed it full of flowers. It yeah. was, a, it was a, a mini, mini version of what I've got here, I guess, well, now. Uh, are you in, um, is it Devon you're in? I'm in Bournemouth. Bournemouth, that's it, yeah. So can you remember what the first thing that you planted was? Well, in that garden? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was roses. It was roses, yeah. It was roses. My mum my mum and dad had the superstar rose, which in the seventies was like the rose to have. Yeah. And and even now I still have that rose in the garden here just to remember my my mum and dad. Oh nice. So yeah, that was that was the first plant I ever put in. Oh, I'd love to see that. You'll have to post a picture of it. Yeah, I will do. I I'll put yeah. them on tomorrow. That'd be really nice. So how, how long did you kind of garden for, or what did you do after your qualification? And then how did you, did you start a business fairly soon after that? Well, I, I knew sort of when I started studying that I wanted to go out and design and maintain gardens. Mm. And to that end, I was working in the, in the office nine till five or thereabouts yeah. and going out gardening after being in the office for seven hours and at the weekends. So right. I had to change out of suits, get yeah. into my gardening clobber, go out. I'd do a couple of hours in the summer sort of after work. And then at the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, I'd be out gardening for this small sort of like group of clients that I sort of like picked up quite quickly. Sure, and are you still, um, what, what's the kind of bread and butter of what you're doing now then? Well, it's sort of changed now. Um, <laughs> It's quite, quite unexpectedly when we went into lockdown, I had, I had uh, lost a few clients. A couple of our friends became ill um, mm. and we cared for them. So we cut back on some of the gardens that we were looking after. And then we went into lockdown quite soon after that. Mm. I pressed the button on Instagram one fateful Friday morning um, and so the emphasis of what I do now is the Instagram, the podcast. I still have some clients and I still go out with my friend Otis every other Wednesday to help him. Uh, and I have, say, have a few clients of my own. Yeah. So how quickly did the Instagram thing take off? Because I think that first, certainly that first lockdown, 
um, there were gardeners coming out of every kind of nook and cranny because we all had that time at home, didn't we? That just suddenly where you couldn't go out and you, you know, you had your, your daily constitutional that you were allowed at that point, which I think we've all forgotten. We were only allowed that one daily walk, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the only other option was to be in the garden, really, wasn't it? It was. And that pretty much is sort of like how I spent lockdown in my garden here. Um, and I was absolutely overjoyed. I sort of, um, I sort of, lo I loved lockdown for that reason. Um, and it gave me so much more time to concentrate on what I was doing here. And of course, when you invite people into your garden through Instagram, um, yeah, the, the, the bar is raised. You, you yeah. want the garden to look as good as you possibly can get it to be. And uh, yeah, it was um, just the most fantastic thing to have happened um, at that time. Yeah, it really was. It was incredible, wasn't it? And I think it was a, it was a gardening kind of highlight that we'll all look back on, I think. Um, yeah, and you sort of feel yeah. guilty, sort of, because it was, let's face it, it, it has been and still is yeah. uh, a dreadful time. Yeah. So to say that something good came out of it, you feel slightly awkward about saying that. Um, but yeah. therein sort of lies the truth, really. Yeah, but I think you have to you have to see that positive, don't you? I think there have, it has been such a, an intrinsically negative time, I suppose. And there have been these incredible... The, the whole uh, Instagram community is incredible. But then even within that, there's this small pockets of communities or I say small it's going to kind of lead on to the my, my real gardens thing because you've been quite heavily involved with that with Amaria as well haven't you yeah well in as much as for me it was someone else to watch who yeah. was doing what I was doing um, and I learned so much from watching Anne-Marie uh, Anne-Marie's an accomplished uh, and talented broadcaster so for me sort of like this well I was going to say young whippersnapper I'm hardly that but <laughs> for the new kid on the block um, I looked to her to see what she was doing how she was doing it um, uh, yeah and have got to meet her since and yeah she's just the the loveliest most inspirational person um, yeah. I know so you started your Sunday um, your Sunday kind of sessions didn't you and you're still loving those aren't you yeah, well, I, I started off in lockdown. I was doing the weekly wander on a Friday. Yeah, and then as people went back to work, um, it was crazy because people were saying, oh, can you do them at the weekend? I'm back to work. And, and I was enjoying it so much. So, yeah, so we then went to the Sundays and did the Sunday stroll, uh, which I've done for, well, since the beginning of lockdown. And with the exception of two weeks over Christmas and New Year just gone, and the two weeks I've just had, um, I've done it every single week. And I absolutely love it. It's yeah. just the very best thing to do. It really is. What is it about it, though, in particular that, that you... Because you can tell that while you're watching it. And anyone that's watching now or that's listening back, if you haven't watched one, um, it's, it's not just Mike walking around his garden. Because on, on paper, it, it, could, it could be that, but it's not. It's someone that clearly is a, and I, I said in, at the start, I don't know if you, you were there right at the very start, but I always think of you, I don't think of you as a gardener or such, I think of you as a proper plantsman, and there's a difference, I think. And listening to you and Michael, which we'll get on to um, on the podcast the other day, it was just two proper plants people talking about plants, do you know what I mean? And you yeah. can hear that in your, in your voice and the, the passion with which you talk about gardening. 
Well, I think sort of um, my partner, Peter, will say to me, what on earth are you going to talk about today? <laughs> and if there's a plant in front of me, I can talk. Well, as everybody knows, I can talk and talk and talk about plants and gardens. So um, it's, it's the plants that are the star of a Sunday morning. Um, I just happen to be someone who is passionate about plants and will talk and talk. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, I suppose, leads to having a podcast, doesn't it, in a way? You can kind of go one way with, with, with it or you can, you can go down the podcast route. So how yeah. did that was, that, was that your idea? Was that somebody else's idea? Or how did that come about? It was somebody else's idea. Um, I was doing these chats, Mike Chats too, where I was speaking to sort of gardening personalities. And I spoke to the skinny jean gardener, Lee Connolly. Mm. And uh, he said after our chat, you should really do a podcast. Um, and I'm sort of embarrassed to admit this was about just over a year ago. I didn't even know what a podcast was really. <laughs> so uh, I sort of said to him, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And then hurriedly went and found out what they were. Um, and yeah, and here I am now just starting the second series of my Mike the Gardener podcast. And again, it's, it's talking. Uh, and I love, I love chatting to people. I love finding out about people. I'm just blooming nosy, I guess. <laughs> there's, there's something to be said about nosy gardeners. You can't walk past the garden and not have a little nosy over the fence. And it's no different to wanting to talk to someone about their garden, is it? I think sort of like, gardeners anyway are so generous with their time their knowledge we all want to talk about what plants we've got what we're going to get what we want to get um and so for me i'm sort of doing that now i'm sort of like a for a profession <laughs> i'm i'm talking about plants um and the, and the nice thing is is people seem to enjoy it which is just the icing on the cake 100%. They definitely do. And I think certainly, um, again, if you haven't listened to the podcast, definitely go back. But you've started season two with a real, real bang. Um, I mean, if anyone hasn't listened to the latest episode, it's a great place to start because it really kind of shows exactly what the podcast is like. Um, do you want to talk about that, what, that episode without giving away too much, I suppose? Yeah, well, I think the thing is, with the first series of the podcast... A, I was new to it, so I was sort of finding my feet. Um, but it was all done via Zoom because we weren't yeah. allowed to go out. Um, now that restrictions have been lifted, um, I can go out. I can go to people's houses. And so this series of the podcast will feature, um, it's called Up the Garden Path, where I literally go up the garden path of some well-known personalities and Michael Perry, Mr. Plant Geek, very kindly said, yes, come on up and uh, come and uh, sit in my garden and, and talk gardens and plants. And so the first episode is me sat in Michael Perry's garden. It was a beautiful, it was the beautiful sunny day yeah. in the summer. And it was lovely, just sat there chatting about his garden, chatting about the plants. Um, and so, yeah, we talk about his new garden. And I think what was striking to me as following michael is I, I i have seen his garden um grow over the last of the last year but if you were to be a new follower of michael's and see the garden you just absolutely would not believe it was planted a year ago you just wouldn't and that's a real kind of focus point of the conversation isn't it 
Yeah, the maturity, the, and what I love about Michael's garden is it's so densely planted, which is right up my strata. I love a densely, uh, densely planted border uh, where you can't actually see everything. You've really got to rummage in and have a look. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was just the best way to start the, the second series. Really and there's more to come. There's, I there's was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, I've been invited to some more gardens um, okay. So over the over the course of the next few weeks and months, um, there'll be more. So are you allowed to divulge the the next guest? I can, yeah, I can divulge the next guest. Um, and the next guest is responsible for these beautiful Alstrom areas. And so I went to Crosslands Flower Nursery uh, two weeks ago and spoke to Ben Cross, <clears throat> excuse me. He's Alstromeria Ben on here. Yeah. And he's just passionate about growing plants and flowers for the British flower market. Um, and the one key message that comes out of that, well, a lot of messages come out of my chat with uh, Ben, but 90%, 90% of all the flowers we buy in the UK are imported and they're pumped full of chemicals. Um, you've got the carbon footprint. They've been flown from all across the world. So uh, Ben's passionate about trying to get that sorted. That's um, staggering, isn't it, really? It is. And it was just great to go to his nursery. Uh, four acres of Alstrom areas is just, I, well, just yeah. yeah. I was, and say, these are just... I mean, they're just so different from what you buy in the supermarket. Yeah. The colour, the size. Um, these have been going for over a week now, um, 10 days. And they look as good. They, they get better. So, Incredible. yeah. Um, it's, only, it's obvious when you think about it. It's like somebody's just said, um, <clears throat> oh, I've lost the, I've lost the thing. But um, about the fact that if, you know, it's obvious that if they're cut and flown from another, from another country, that, they're not going to look their best and it's only until i think you see that what you've got there you that you see that difference otherwise you're only seeing what you've got what you have got in the supermarkets aren't you well i went to the supermarket the day before i went down to see ben with, and he's in chichester and i bought some alstromerias from tesco they're not a patch on those they were bruised they they flowered they they went very quickly um, and yes you might pay a little bit more but Goodness me, you know, these have lasted sort of like two, three times the length of the ones you get from a supermarket. And yeah. there are so many British flower growers who are desperate for business. That's it. It's the same with kind of like farming, isn't it? I suppose it's the same story is that it's... It's, it's exactly that. And it's, it's the cost, isn't it, for a, for a supermarket? That's, that's, I think, what it boils down to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, that's the message sort of yeah. British Flowers Rock is Ben's message, his campaign. Um, and when, when is that live? Sorry? When is that episode live? When, when does that episode take live? Well, with the, with the first series of the podcast, I was doing every two to three weeks. Mm. Well, I've bit the bullet this time. I'm going weekly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, it's a little bit scary. But yeah, that's what I'm um, hoping to do. There will be a, a weekly podcast. So that will be Friday morning. That will come out and going probably up until just before Christmas. That will be the second series. Um, yeah. Have I've you got, got some plans great for a third series next year? Absolutely. 
yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if people sort of like uh, are still up for it. And I guess because this is so new to me um, and because it's so new, I'm loving it so much, but you're always afraid sort of like, will the next sort of episode bomb and it, that will be it, the bubble will burst. Um, but for as long as I'm able to do it, yeah, I've, I've got series three already sort of like, I've got some plans going up the yeah. ground already. I know what you're saying about the bubble bursting. I'm, I'm the, your your episode two of my my little thing, Mike. But my bubble's slowly slowly being blown up. But I uh, I don't I don't think I plan necessarily as much as you, and I think that's intentional because I'm trying to have just natural conversations. And there might be an um, there might be an ah, there might be a you know a, somebody can't get on the live or whatever. But I think that's that's what makes it different, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. And I guess that's, and sort of like coming on this evening and not being able to connect. Um, it happens, but yeah, it's, uh, it's living it on the edge. It's, uh, <laughs> we only come this way once and I'm, yeah. I'm a really positive sort of person. I yeah. will sort of like squeeze every ounce out of life and just do as much as I possibly can. Well, that's a, that's a quote for the, uh, for the trailer, isn't it? Well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there's one soundbite for you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that out. There's one comment that I just wanted to um, to pull up, um, which was Val's. That when we were talking about Michael's garden, it whizzed past before I had a chance to read it properly. Um, and she she said that Mike's garden was the same when he started it. I think that's either about it being uh, kind of bare and then densely planted, or and then she said I couldn't believe how quickly it matured. So I think that's that's perhaps why yours and Michael's conversation was so um so good because I think you you just had a kind of kinship in the way that you planned I think yeah because Michael did ask me if I was surprised at the maturity of his garden given he's only been there for a short time um and and no really because yeah when I came here three years ago the borders and I, I designed the garden and the borders were completely bare um and it's amazing how quickly a garden can actually burgeon and before you know it you're actually having to take things out which is completely against everything i talk about i'm all for the naughty spends and going out and buying <laughs> buying three five or seven of one plant yeah i think it's if you it it, ha it does have to be done you're absolutely right that kind of leads me on to um the quickfire questions so uh, just because you've said about the three, five or seven of something. So I'm going to go straight into these now. The first quick fire question is, I don't know if you remember these from the first episode. Um, but if you've gone back and listened and prepared, then naughty Mike. Um, the first one is, if you had to redesign your, your whole garden with only one plant, so you can have multiple varieties, but only of one plant, what would it be and why? Um, oh, goodness me. That's a tough one because it's like choosing between however many children you've got in your garden. Um, astrantias. I love astrantias because of their long flowering period. And again, if you could only have one sort of plant, there are different colours. There's the whites, the pinks, the reds. So, yeah, so it would be a field of astrantias. Okay. Why is that? Is that because of the variety of colour? Yeah, I think because of the variety of colour and, and again, because they're sort of like quite long flowering, they self-seed, so you get different varieties, you get different colourings. Um, and I just sort of 
it's so difficult to choose one. <laughs> um, you ask me tomorrow and I'll, I'll choose something else. But yeah, I'll, I'll go for Estrantias. I think I've cleverly worded it rather than just saying what's your favourite plant because that's a that's a I think that's a different question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> yeah. um, so question number two is the same but with a tool. So if you could only use one tool, you've got a trowel on the wall behind you there. So I don't know if that's a if that's a clue, but um, if you'd only ever use one tool for the whole of the rest of your gardening life, what what would that be? Well, this tool never gets used because this was a gift from the lovely people who follow me on a Sunday morning. But yeah. if I had one tool, um, it would be my Niwaki snips. Okay. Why? And, and I've only just had them. Um, probably they were, I was very lucky they were gifted to me. Um, but they're just nice and tiny. Uh, I can do so much with my snips. I use my snips more than I use my secateurs. Okay. Um, and you've got your hands and your fingers to be able to dig and silly incidentals like that. So, yeah, my Niwaki snips. My first thought when you said that was, well, how are you going to dig a hole? But, of course, that's what your fingers are for, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the last one is, what is your, your best secret top tip for any new gardener? Patience. Mm. And I think... The, the one thing I get from people who contact me or ask me questions during my live on a Sunday, it's like, oh, this hasn't happened yet. How can I get my tomatoes to ripen quicker? How, why are my seedlings not growing away? Why are my cosmos not flowering? And it's just patience. Um, yes, there are other things that might need to come into play, but the big one is just, just be patient. It, plants are there to flower. They will flower because that's their sole purpose in life to flower so yeah patience absolutely i'm just and I, and I have times when i'm not patient i have to be honest well. and say, um, you're, you're there sort of like how many times do we check our seedlings when they start to germinate you know you're out there every couple of hours so yeah definitely so what are you looking forward to for uh, for your garden in autumn and winter how does your garden change over the next season um well I've got a new project um, for the garden going into autumn. Um, there's going to be some water in the garden. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. That will be something that um, I do on a Sundays. I'm going to sort of tell everybody how it's going to work, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to plant it. So, um, yeah, so that's, what's, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to in the autumn. Okay. And it's long overdue because I think <laughs> every garden should have water. Um, and I've not had any. So Sheila's saying, yay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> having water in the garden. I'm so excited. Yeah, I think Sheila's happy about that. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So when does, that, when does that start? Are we expecting that on your Sunday soon? Or? Oh, Sunday. I can't this wait. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've taken two weeks off and I've missed... Whose silly idea was it to take two weeks off? <laughs> I've missed it so much. And yeah, I can't wait to uh, get started. And on Sunday, I'll be talking about what's going to be happening sort of like in the autumn, winter months, what we're going to be doing going forward. I've got a lot. I've got a lot planned. We've got two weeks worth of, uh, of time to catch up on, haven't you? I know. I'll have to <laughs> do two hours each Sunday for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> You weren't completely um, away for two weeks there. You, were, you put the odd story up there, didn't you? You couldn't resist the lure of Instagram completely. Yeah, and I think the thing <laughs> is, um, 
I look after the Instagram for the Garden Media Guild, for, for, of which I'm a member. So I still had my sort of responsibilities yeah. to do that. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I was quite good. But yeah, the, the odd things of the, the podcast. Yeah. You know, I had to sort of promote the podcast. So um, yeah. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, I do just enjoy at... it. I, I do enjoy of course, the I know. side of things. It's hard, isn't it? But we all we all need a break every now and again. Yeah. You were you were quite good. <laughs> well, there's lots of lots of people saying that um, that they've missed you, um, and oh, that they can't wait till Sunday. So. <laughs> Um, I can't wait to send. I can't wait to see what this this added water element in your garden is. It'll be very exciting. There's a question for what time? So what what time will be up on Sunday? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock every Sunday morning. Yeah, and they're all being well. Touch wood. Um, there'll be no more Sundays off until we get to about Christmas. So um, I'm not going anywhere yet. So yeah, <laughs> you're, you're stuck with me for a bit longer. <laughs> well, you're, we're very happy to be stuck with you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Um, it's been a really real joy to talk to you. Hopefully we'll talk again at some point down the line, maybe, maybe a bit longer. Um, yeah, that would be good. Thank you, everyone, that's been, that's been watching. Um, thank you, Mike, for being my, my second guest on whatever this really is. It's a live, it's a podcast, it's on YouTube. It's kind of everywhere, everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> well, thank you for asking me, Adam. It's been a pleasure to come along and have a chat. A nice way to come back to Instagram. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Bye-bye. It was great talking to Mike, and I hope you enjoyed our chat as much as we did. Mike really knows his stuff, and I do hope you'll check out his Instagram page at Mike underscore the gardener. Join me next week where I'll have another fantastic guest from the world of gardening. Follow me on Instagram at viewfromthepottingbench to find out who that might be.